0: Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio.
1: Now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 1 through 15. The 1,000 years are often referred to as the millennium, uh, Latin for uh, 1,000. That's what we'll read about here today the millennium and the 1,000 years, same thing. Just how and when this 1,000 years takes place is understood differently among Christian scholars. And I want to cover each one for you so you'll know that there are differences uh, that exist among Christian scholars. The three major positions on this issue are called post-millennialism, pre-millennialism, and amillennialism. Uh, number one, post-millennialism looks for a literal 1,000-year period of uh, peace on earth ushered in by the church. Now, at the end of this uh, 1,000 years, Satan will be unleashed once more, but Then Christ will return to defeat him and reign forever. Christ's second coming will not occur until after the 1,000 year period. The second position, premillennialism, also views the 1,000 years as a literal time period, but holds that Christ's second coming initiates his 1,000 year reign and that this reign occurs before the final removal of Satan. And number three, amillennialism. This understands the 1,000 year period to be symbolic of the time between Christ's ascension and His return. This millennium is the reign of Christ in the hearts of believers and in His church. Thus, it is another way of referring to the church age. This period will end with the second coming of Christ. Well, these different views about the millennium need not cause division and controversy in the church because each view acknowledges what is most crucial to Christianity. Christ will return, defeat Satan, and reign forever. Whatever and whenever the millennium is, Jesus Christ will unite all believers, therefore we should not let this issue divide us. John doesn't say why God releases Satan for a little while, but it's part of God's plan for judging the world. Perhaps it's to expose those who rebel against God in their hearts and confirm those who are truly faithful to God. Whatever the reason, Satan's release results in the final destruction of all evil. That's exciting. Our right, Christians hold two basic views concerning this first resurrection. Number one, some believe that the first resurrection is spiritual in our heart at salvation. And that the millennium is our spiritual reign with Christ between his first and second comings. During this time... We are priests of God because Christ reigns in our hearts. Now in this view, the second resurrection is the bodily resurrection of all people for judgment. Alright, here's uh, number two. Others believe that the first resurrection occurs after Satan has been set aside. It's a physical resurrection of believers who then reign with Christ on the earth for a literal 1,000 years. The second resurrection occurs at the end of this millennium in order to judge unbelievers who've died. Now, Satan's power is not eternal. He will meet his doom. That is sure. He began his evil work in people at the very beginning of time, way back in Genesis. He continues his work today. But he will be destroyed when he's thrown out into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The devil will be released from the bottomless pit, uh, which is his prison, but he will never be released from the fiery lake. He will never be a threat to anyone ever again when that happens. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. December 29th, the New Testament. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 15. Then I, John, saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the bottomless pit and a heavy chain in his hand. He seized the dragon. THAT OLD SERPENT, WHO IS THE DEVIL SATAN, AND BOUND HIM IN CHAINS FOR A THOUSAND YEARS. THE ANGEL THREW HIM INTO THE BOTTOMLESS PIT, WHICH HE THEN SHUT AND LOCKED, SO SATAN COULD NOT DECEIVE THE NATIONS any ANYMORE UNTIL THE THOUSAND YEARS WERE FINISHED. AFTERWARD HE MUST BE RELEASED FOR A LITTLE WHILE. THEN I SAW THRONES, AND THE PEOPLE SITTING ON THEM HAD BEEN GIVEN THE AUTHORITY TO JUDGE and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their testimony about Jesus and for proclaiming the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his statue, nor accepted his mark on their forehead or their hands. They all came to life again, and they reigned with Christ for a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. The rest of the dead did not come back to life until the thousand years had ended. Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. For them the second death holds no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with Him a thousand years. When the thousand years comes to an end, Satan will be let out of his prison. He will go out to deceive the nations, called Gog and Magog, in every corner of the earth. He will gather them together for battle— A mighty army as numberless as sand along the seashore. And I saw them as they went up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded God's people and the beloved city. But fire from heaven came down on the attacking armies and consumed them. Then the devil, who had deceived them, was thrown into the fiery lake of burning sulfur, joining the beast and the false prophet. There they will be tormented day and night, forever and ever and I saw a great white throne and the one sitting on it. The earth and sky fled from his presence, but they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, both great and small, standing before God's throne, and the books were opened, including the book of life, and the dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up its dead, and death and the grave gave up their dead, and all were judged according to their deeds. Then death and the grave were thrown into the lake of fire. This lake of fire is the second death. And anyone whose name was not found recorded in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Psalm 148, verses 1 through 14. And all creation is like a majestic symphony of a great choir composed of many harmony parts that together Offer up songs of praise to the Lord. Each part, independent yet part of the whole, is caught up and carried along in swelling tides of praise. This is a picture of how we as believers should praise God, individually yet as part of the great choir of believers worldwide. Are you singing your part well in the worldwide choir of praise? It's amazing to think about it as uh, you praise God and pray but try to imagine as uh, you give praises to God, as you sing songs of praise to Him and pray that at that very moment, there are literally millions upon millions, uh, even tens of millions around the world doing the same, uh, the, doing the same thing with you at that very moment. Uh, that can be a very uplifting and majestic thought. Psalm 148, verses 1 through 14. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, skies above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For He issued His command, and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey Him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for His name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made His people strong, honoring His faithful ones. The people of Israel, who are close to Him, praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless, and see that they get justice.
2: Uh, Bobby B I'm uh, transferring from the farm today um, I am back Round 2 Very grateful, appreciative for the refuge You really don't know how good You have it here until you leave And you find out real quick The brotherhood and the fellowship here And just the genuine love that You receive of the refuge You don't find anywhere else I'm glad to be back um, words, can't, words can't even describe it I would just like to give a little shout-out to Tyler Carmona down the farm. Keep your head up. Um, Abe May, Jacob Ford, just uh, keep doing it. Keep chasing after the Lord. And uh, guys on the farm, stick it out. You he will, he will be glad you did.
0: 20 years of age, I'm still looking for a dream, Awards war's already waged for my destiny. Perfection is my enemy, and on my own I'm so clumsy But on your shoulders I can see I'm free to be me When I was just a girl, I thought I had it figured out See my life would turn out right, and I'd make it here somehow but things don't always come that easy And sometimes I would die Cause I got a couple dents in my fender Got a couple rips in my jeans Try to fit the pieces together The perfection. I believe that I can do anything Yet other times I think I've got nothing good to bring But you look at my heart and you tell me that I've got all your
3: Hey, this is Brian McCracken, uh, phasing up to the level two. I'm um, giving a shout-out to the guys down there at the farm. Um, stay stay in the word. Um, allow it to lead you through what you need to go through. And praise God with everything that you do. See you guys. You
4: all right? Child, use my voice to hide. tell oh you. This up to fight, then I'll catch your eyes so full of love. Lord, what have I done? I, I cry at your feet, wounded for me and all of the monsters and men. But here in your life, we can.
1: video.